This is All the Right Marketing, a publishing podcast by Cardinal Rule Press. Now, here's your host, Maria Desmondi. Welcome to All the Right Marketing, where we talk with business owners and industry leaders about marketing their programs and products. Our guests share tips that help anyone in the book industry, whether you are a librarian, a bookseller, author, publisher, or a writer. The truth of the matter here is that the advice coming out of these conversations are for creative marketing across many different industries. I'm looking forward to today's interview. I have a colleague on with me. Her name is Angela Bull, and she is the Chief Executive Officer of the IBPA Association, which stands for Independent Book Publishers Association, which is the largest book publishing association in the U.S., um, amazing. And I am going to disclose that I'm a member. Um, IVPA's mission is to lead and serve the independent publishing community through advocacy, education, and tools for success. The vision is where they're uh, having a world where there is every independent publisher has the tools and knowledge needed to professionally engage in all aspects of the publishing industry. And a little background about Angela. Angela has been in the book publishing industry for many years. She studied it in school. She, in 2018, was awarded the Book Industry Study Group's Community Builder Award. And she also received recognition in 2019, being named a Publishers Weekly Notable Person of the Year. I'm honored to have you here today, Angela. Thanks, Maria. This is exciting. I'm excited. So tell me, let's just jump right in. Tell me a little bit about how you came about to the organization IBPA. Right. So I'm, as you said, I've been in publishing a little longer than I like to admit, as people say all the time. Um, it's been a while, but most, um, if not all of the work that I've done in book publishing has been in the association side of the industry. So I used to work for an organization called the Book Industry Study Group where in New York City, where I did a lot of standards development a lot of the BISAC codes and the Onyx and metadata stuff and that you guys are all familiar with, which is not the sexy marketing side of the book publishing industry, but more the supply chain, let's get the books where they need to go as efficiently as possible side of the publishing industry. Um, and I did that work for a number of years in, until this opportunity with IBPA came up and I absolutely loved it. This was eight years ago um, that this position opened and I was able to uh, uh, assume the role. And it was a kind of a dream come true because as I was working in publishing in New York, it's very clear to me, it became very clear to me that independent publishing and the varied ways that independent publishing works is really the future of our industry. So I think it's a really vibrant aspect and part of publishing, um, what the independents are doing on in, in all regards, the author publishers, the indie traditionals, the indie hybrids. There's just so many different business models that are happening in this space. And it's been really exciting to engage with them all. It's interesting because when you say eight years, I'm counting back and that's really around the time that the Indies started booming and that um, that thought that independent publisher publishing as an author was looked, you know, frowned upon. And it really started to change about 10 years ago. So the timing for your position was fantastic. Yeah. Uh, and I must say, being um, a self-published author myself before going into publishing, uh, IBPA was my, you know, resource, was one of my main resources. I know when I got the magazine, I would get so excited to sit down, drink a cup of coffee and read front to cover because I learned so much. 
Um, so it's really been a big source for me in the book industry for education and growth and learning. And so I thank your team for that. I really do. Well, and we love that you kind of have parlayed all of that, right? So now, as you mentioned, you're not just a member, but you're an active volunteer in the association and you work on a committee within IBPA. So we, we love to see that with all of our members to see them kind of rise up through the ranks and to take leadership positions and to help then shape the dialogue within the publishing industry. So thanks for not just being a member, but a really active one as well. Oh yeah, thank you. No, you're welcome. You're welcome. Actually, I had an interview earlier with a writer and she talked about how important it is in the Kidlit community to give just as much as you take, if not more, and how you know that give and take has to be a part of everything that you're doing. And I think that's a big reason I like IBPA is as much as they're giving and learning from others in the industry, it's it's equal amount. Like they're really giving back to us. So let's kind of get into that space. Um, we're here to talk about marketing. That's what our podcast does and people learn and grow in that space. IBPA has a lot of traditional marketing um, strategies. They have a magazine, they have a podcast. Do we call that traditional? I think <laughs> in the traditional round now. Getting traditional, right? It, it's been it around really a long is. Time. Um, yeah. And you spend time, you know, advertising in um, different catalogs and you invite members to be part of those catalogs. Um, I believe I participated in a direct mailer before um, out to libraries. So those traditional markets, but outside of that space, you've done a really good job getting creative with the way that you're helping members to learn and connect with each other. So let's kind of talk about what are some creative marketing strategies that have come about in the last few years? In the creative side, um, well, it is, those are, those to me feel like a, two different sides of the same coin, perhaps in that, you know, IPPA is able to offer a lot of marketing programs, both into the trade which when we say the trade, uh, we're talking about bookstores and libraries, you know, uh, people who are professionals in the industry or locations that are professional in the industry. So we have marketing programs that can go there into, in, and share your books and your content with the trade. And we have also programs that will share your content with consumers if you wanted to do more consumer-based marketing. But then we also have on the other side of that coin, it's the other thing you mentioned, which is just how do you connect with other publishers, with other, uh, you know, partners that might be able to help you in your business. It's a little bit about, you know, not marketing your content as much as marketing yourself and your business and who, what you're doing and who you are and making sure that you have the connections in the industry, in the industry that will be helpful to you, that can really help bring your, your business to the next level. Because we really want to work in, with, you know, professional publishers that are growing and growing and growing every year. I like that distinction between the content for the consumer, but then also the brand, whether you're, you know, a self-published author and marketing yourself or you're marketing the brand of your company. So, all right, we're on that side of the coin. Let's talk about it. <laughs> and you're marketing your brand and yourself. So it was weird with the pandemic, right? So we definitely all understand that the world has been really different the past two years. And we're looking forward to 2022, thinking we're gonna be able to blast off into the new normal. And now things in the world are telling us maybe we should slow down again and find, uh, we don't know if we're in the new normal. So the ways in which you were able to market your brand and market yourself definitely shifted over time. We weren't able to go out into conferences. I mean, book publishing is extremely conference, conference centric. If you're in this industry, it is a small business, really. I mean, it's a very small industry and you get to know everybody who does anything in this publishing industry if you're in it for any length of time at all, just a couple of years. And you're going to understand who all the major players are and what they do and how it works. 
Um, and we did that through conferences. We were, we were meeting each other face-to-face -face at least six, seven, eight times a year and just traveling and making sure we were connected. And that shut down completely. And we've become complete Zoom fanatics. Um, so I, the main way we kind of pivoted was to make sure we could bring all of this in-person activity that we were managing and, and making happen for folks. We always called it, we were kind of opening the room, open a blank room, let people walk into it, let what happens in that room happens in that room. So we don't really try to program exactly what you need to do there, just give you space to find the people that you need and to make the connections that are most appropriate for you and your business. Um, just figuring out ways to put that online. And I've been to some that were uh, less interesting and some that were more interesting. I, I mean, and the only thing that I can think that really kind of breaks a Zoom meet and greet or kind of an online situation outside the norm, it makes it more interesting and more helpful to folks. It's kind of just the energy that you bring to the space. You have to think about this as though you are actually in person. I've seen so many people, and I even I teach at UCLA too. So a lot of the times it's the students and we have to talk about that, but sometimes it's just the professionals in an IBPA meeting who it's like you're in your living room in your pajamas, but this is a business setting and we're all here to be business professionals. So we have to kind of step it up in, in that way. And the meetings that I've seen run really well are filled with people that are taking it to that level that mm. are understanding that this is not just kind of like a thing you can kind of log into and turn your camera off and just listen. There's, there's not a lot that can happen for you in that space. There's some, because you can absorb some content, but there's not a lot of really good moving things forward for you that will happen if you're not actively participating and specifically like ready for this, like as though you're in a conference room with these people and they're literally sitting two feet away from you. Yeah, and let's talk a little bit about that active participation because another thing that I really enjoy, and I don't know if this is always the way it's been, um, as far as your organization, you have your full-time team and employees, but then a lot of those committees are run by members of IBPA, volunteers. And has it always been that way? I, I, I think having those volunteers within that space um, makes a big difference because they're representing the, the larger group. Yeah, that's a very traditional trade association situation and, and setup. So I think it's really important for your, I say your, I mean you as an independent publisher and any independent publisher that's listening. So your trade association to be represented by you. I mean, you, you all need to be making the rules and, and the guidelines and the policies and developing um, the programs, or at least developing the highest level on the program. Like we really need more consumer marketing. And then, you know, as staff, we can go in and figure out what is the nitty gritty and how do we kind of put the boots on the ground and make that work. But we do need to know from members where their pain points are and what they need help with. So we, we run a number of volunteer committees. And when the pandemic started, we, ran, we started running these uh, round tables, which I know you participated in which are just open spaces for members to come and chat with each other, hopefully not in their pajamas. I know I have a thing about pajamas, but I'm just kind of like, what are we doing? What are we doing here? So, you know, so we now have those meetings that happen and we will keep doing those if we ever find what will become our new normal and we are all meeting face-to-face, -face, we will always continue to do these virtual sessions because they, you know, they do offer for folks that maybe can't travel for any number of different reasons, opportunity to kind of keep their, keep the ball in the game, you know, and keep playing the game with folks, even if they can't really get out in the world. 
That that's another thing when you look at what are the positives that came out of all of this is if you are an organization, uh, you know, and you want to have members be part of something, it can happen virtually. And in the past, were you, you know, inviting people to come to a boardroom for those meetings or what did it look like? Yeah. 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 Or, you know, even uh, I remember just a video, I mean, sorry, not a video, but like a phone call, you know, that conference call thing in the middle of the room and yeah. like just a weird voice would just pop up into the room at some point and be like, um, excuse me. Like it's so, so difficult to really participate in a meaningful way. The technology has gotten so much better. So I, I agree there have been some silver linings that we can all look at and, and find some good value in there. It does take um, personal gumption I understand logging into a Zoom meeting with 20 other faces isn't, you know, a mo the most comfortable thing one can do, but, you know, it's possible and it does keep keep the conversation going and it does keep the industry running at, at, at some level. Excellent. So one more question for you today. Um, what would you say as far as, I mean, you have had your eyes on so many different publishing companies and author publishers. What is something that's really stood out for you as far as something creative? And you don't have to say who did it or what it was, but what are some, you know, creative things that you've seen out there that have really stood out? Well, uh, maybe I will say one because I have been kind of fangirling on one particular company lately. And you might actually know this company. It's called a, a kid's company about oh, um, Julia, uh, Julian memory, I think is the CEO of the company and Stephen Green is the COO. Um, but what I like about this organization is just what they do what independent publishers can do, which is think outside the box in terms of all aspects of their business. And it starts with the content creation. They're kind of like what we used to call in the industry of packager, where somebody would come up with some idea, like we could use a book on X and then they would go and they would package that book. So they'll find the right author, the right illustrator, They'll put it all together. So it's a little bit like that, but that just means that they're able to feed the exact need that they see. So they find holes in the market, things that need to be patched, and they create content for that. Um, and they've got great distribution and they're, they're out in the world and the books are, are really cute. And they're, they're a lot, lot for kids, some, some for teens and some for adults, but a lot for kids. Um, so I think that, that's what I like to see. I like to see independent publishers that are you know not necessarily just diving right into everything traditional that's always been because our industry is notoriously broken in a lot of areas. And there's a lot of things that we could do to innovate in that space. So I, I would say to check that one out. And, and of course, IBP has over 4,000 members, so they're all doing great things. <laughs> right? oh my goodness, I didn't realize there was over 4,000 members. That's amazing. Uh, uh, it's it's a good. Well, we will put links to all of those um, things that you had mentioned, including IBPA in the show notes. And I just thank you for your time and for sharing your um, expertise and being being someone in the industry that has you know seen a lot and being able to share with our community and our listeners what is working from your perspective. So thank you very much, Angela. My pleasure. Thanks, Maria. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Cardinal Rule Press offers a variety of support to authors, booksellers, librarians, and families. Find out more at cardinalrulepress.com.